Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly radio show and podcast where we'll be talking about the secrets behind living an inspired and extraordinary life. I'm Ellen Barton, and my guest today is speaking with us from all the way in Serbia. Her name is Biljana Bedricic, and she is a trained psychologist, coach, and trainer who helps people get in touch with their intuition to guide them spiritually, emotionally, and practically on their life path. Biljana, welcome to the show. Thank you, and I'm ready and happy to be here with you. Wonderful. I'm, I'm really glad to have you. And I wanted to start out by getting a little bit of background on you. You actually have um, formal training as a psychologist, but what inspired you to cross over and kind of focus some of your work on the more, I guess, spiritual realm? Well, it was basically when I started applying all the tools that I learned from psychology, I realized that even if we have the insight about certain patterns that are not useful for us, there is still something blocking us from reaching certain goals or being happy, healthy, strong, and whatever our goals are. So in that sense, I was introduced to energy healing by my mother. I was maybe like 15 years old at the time, and I learned a lot from her. So she dragged me literally to certain different uh, educational methods and seminars and workshops, and I started applying that really early in my life. And that's the reason why I introduced it to other people as well, because sometimes we get the insight from tools that psychology is providing us, but we still repeat certain patterns. And with uh, energy healing or with help of um, angel angels, um, we are actually having the opportunity to, to live it, our lives more easily. So this is the reason why I combine those two things. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And I'm going to just make a big assumption here that a lot of our listeners are not going to know what you mean by energy healing. So tell us a little bit more mm -hmm. about that. Sure. Okay, so I'm a Theta healing practitioner and Reiki teacher. And basically, when I say energy healing, um, it is actually activating the energy that is already within within ourselves. It's a life force that we all have. Some of them call it universe, some of it call it God, some just energy. And it's the force that is driving us. And when we are in balance with this perfect energy that is aligned with the universe, then we feel healthy. Then we feel that we are living our life purpose. And with certain life challenges, this energy tends to be diverted in a certain way or blocked. And when we are angel healers or Reiki teachers, like Reiki healers, we can call this energy. And through our hands, this energy is flowing and is helping the person to release all the fears, all the blockages or whatever is in the way of their fulfilling lifestyle. So you don't need to know anything about it. Just being open is quite enough to receive this healing energy. So it's not my energy, it's the healing energy from the universe that is everywhere around us. Oh, that's interesting. So you hear people talk about having a mental block or against you know something, but you're saying that the block could actually be energetic, not just 
um, in your head, so to speak. That's correct. When we are talking about certain mental blockages or physical um, problems, that's usually something that uh, is uh, basically caused on an energetic on energe energetical level. So what it means is that when we are working with energy, we are helping a person have the insight about a certain mental pattern. And that makes it easier for them to make the switch, to make the change. And either, even even that about that, they can have a spontaneous healing in their physical body. So more subtle level on which we can work on is energy, energy field that is in our body and around our body as well. Even just the thought, when you think about it, even just the thought is an energy. And it's not, even nowadays, you ha we have a lot of research that is showing us that um, every thought creates an energetic field around our body. And it's now scientifically proven. So if we change the energy, then we help our thoughts being more powerful, being more health-oriented, and that helps us in so many different ways. So that is, I've um, certainly read and studied a lot on the, the mm -hmm. law of attraction, what's called the law of attraction, and, and teachers in that field talk about vibration. And yeah. e everything in this world is vibrating at a certain frequency and, and you're attracting to you things and situations and people and also, I guess, rejecting from, from your field, <laughs> um, other ones. So is, is your energy work somehow connected with something like that? Yes, I would just add one very, very important thing. And that is our soul's plan. Let's, let's call it like that. We are, in my teachings and how I believe, that we are all energy or our soul is in the physical body. And we all have a certain way of expressing our life's purpose. And when we talk about energy and energy change in because we change our thoughts so, to, so that we can attract certain things, that's everything is possible, of course, but what helps if that is already uh, in alignment with our soul's path, with our soul's intention. If it's not, you can visualize as long as you want, universe will redirect you so that you can be let's say on the right path we can of course could use use affirmations or visualizations or any of the tools that are present right now so that we can elevate our energy and vibration and be on a higher vibration level and in that sense of course we will be healthier happier and more things that are vibrating on the same level will be present in our life even just basic psychology explains that and it's just by the power of our focus and everyone, I think, knows that if you are interested in buying a certain type of a car or for ladies out there, a certain bag, you will probably see a lot of those images in your life and commercials or wherever. It's just basically our focus. So yes, of course, we can do so many things to elevate our energy level, to be on a high vibration. And in that sense, we will recognize the possibilities that are around us that we can, let's say, attract. But there is nothing if we, we don't have the action. So yes, it's beautiful to visualize. Yes, it's beautiful to have the affirmations. But then we have to take a step forward and do the work, actually. So the attraction actually comes from our action towards our goals. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. And you, so you're talking about soul purpose. I want to ask you a little bit more about that. Like, does that mean that every child that's born into this world already has their fate kind of predetermined in a way? Or what do you mean by soul purpose? Sure. Life purpose is sometimes misconfused. So people tend to think about life purpose as of some sort of a calling, like professional calling, like, or fate to meet someone in a certain time. And I would just invite people to reconsider this definition. And when we talk about life purpose, it's the intention of our soul to express itself in a unique way. That's why I believe that we choose certain circumstances, certain parents and uh, country where we were born and a certain life path in which our destiny will simply unfold. So to be more specific, someone is a natural born leader. On the other hand, someone tends to be more like a cheerleader, meaning he will be he or she will be there for other person, helping them to be in a leader position. So we are not all destined to be um, in a certain profession. There's so many different ways in which we can express our true nature. And for those who are wondering, what is my true nature? Well, just follow your bliss, whatever makes you happy. You do not need to pressure yourself and think about what is the, the, the this first thing that I need to decide and this is going to be my life's purpose and I'm going to do this to the rest of my life. It's not how it works. It's basically following your emotions, what you feel happy and excited about. And then what, what I really like to add and emphasize is that whatever you feel inspired to do, do it so that others can benefit from it as well. And then you're supported by the whole universe and every force in this beautiful world that we live in. That's how people will recognize their soul purpose as well. So it's not that narrow as people would think that you have every day planned out or, uh, you know, that you cannot change anything. And it, so in your own experience, you kind of did went through this process yourself. You, you started going down a different path and were... Um, I guess on some level focused professionally in, in becoming this traditional psychologist from what I understand and then had kind of like a realignment with your purpose. Is that accurate? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, that's how it was. Well, usually when we are growing up, we have certain role models, either our parents or our siblings or whoever is an authority figure in our lives. So for me, that was my father. And he was encouraging me to be in this academic way of reaching more professional goals. And he thought that was something good for me. And I thought myself. But the thing is, there was always something deeper inside of me asking for something more meaningful. And of course, um, I love to study. So that was the easy part for me. But I wasn't really feeling myself like happy and totally fulfilled. And this unfortunate event happened that I lost him five years ago now um, in a car accident. And after that, boy, I had to restructure my life. And that meant that I've been through my own process of rediscovering what's my true calling. And I wasn't looking for professional way of expressing myself. I was just doing what I was just explaining a few minutes ago, and that is asking myself questions. What do I really love about myself? What do I love about life? What makes me happy? And how can I contribute to this world in whatever manner? 
So in that sense, I also applied a lot of affirmations, visualizations, seeing myself doing all these you know, lectures, workshops, helping people, people around the world. And again, I didn't have an exact plan like how is this going to work out, when, and what are the resources that I need. So I prayed. I prayed to God, to universe, to higher realms, to deliver everything that I already rediscovered that's my life's passion. So like, okay, God, universe, whoever is listening, dear angels, I love this and that. I love helping people. I love traveling. My greatest passion is to help people raise their self-confidence and do what they really love, be happy while doing so. So please get these things together and show me the way. And I was being shown the way, but one step at a time. So in the beginning, I was freaking out because I, I was used to having a lot of plans for like the whole year or five year plan. But this is this is totally different. This this path that I'm on right now is more about trust, about faith and about having the ability to just allow yourself to be spontaneous and to adjust to life's own cycles. Yeah, and in doing so, you've helped, I don't know, hundreds or maybe thousands of people get in line with with their purpose. So why is this so important? What what do you think happens to people if they don't take the time to figure this out and, you know, take some action around this? I, I, I think a lot of people don't. And like, from your view, what, what's the, the, um, repercussions of, of not paying attention to this? Usually people regret. So uh, when I'm doing coaching sessions, I tend to ask people, those who are not satisfied with their life conditions as they are right now, I ask them to, to just imagine for the purpose of the exercise, if this was their last day on earth, would that be it? Like, would, would it be fulfilling for them if they look back on their past? And usually they have so many regrets but mostly, and this is also proven in the research, people do not regret so much about the things that they did as for the things that they didn't do for themselves. So the invitations come from within. And what's usually blocking people are their fears, fear of failure, fear of not succeeding, fear of whatnot. But then there is this other motivational side, and that is, what if you actually succeed? And what if you stop thinking all about yourself? People don't like to hear this thing, but I'm just being straight over there. So how about if you stop thinking about yourself and shift your perception to how can I contribute more? And that's usually where they have the first idea that pops, pops to their mind, that's what they should be doing. So. They feel sometimes on a material level. I had many clients who have achieved so many things. They're successful in their business. And when people observe them, they seem to have everything, but they're not fulfilled because maybe they are lawyers, but inside of them, they feel the calling to paint and they're not doing that. So I'm not advising all of them to just quit their daily job and shift immediately to whatever they feel called to do, but provide this beautiful um, time for yourself where you will re-energize yourself. So some of them will be still having this, let's go daily job, but please pay attention to your inner calling 
and do even just like 15 minutes, 30 minutes of what your intuition telling you to do, inviting you actually, not telling you. Intuition is always inviting us to do. So regrets are mostly the repercussions. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the word intuition because I wanted to ask you about that. It seems that a lot of your work is getting people to reconnect with their intuition and listen to it. But that also seems like the most natural thing in the world to do. It's our instinct, you know, it's, it's inside of us. So why do you think we have gotten so disconnected from the intuition? Well, I feel that even the, the thought that we are disconnected is just a thought and we can change that. We are not disconnected. We're just not paying attention. And people, some of them who, who are open and who want to listen, then come to another question. And that is, is this my intuition or is this just my thought? Am I creating this on an ego mind level? Or is this really my intuition uh, inviting me to do something? And there is a great explanation for this. Um, when intuition speaks to you and is giving you guidance, it will not leave you alone until you do the work, whatever that is, if that's aligned to your life's purpose, as we said before. So if you have repetitive things going on in your mind, repetitive ideas, and you would like to do this and or go there or meet certain person or experience certain things, your intuition will not leave you alone. These repetitive signs will be so present in your life. You will have dreams about it. People will tell you about certain books or workshops, or you will see certain, let's say, signs on television or just in commercials or wherever in books. When it comes to our ego mind, we definitely have lots and lots of thoughts in our daily lives. So it's sometimes around 70,000 thoughts in just one day. And those ego mind thoughts will be with you for a second, minute, or a day and leave you alone. So going back to your question, I don't feel like that we are disconnected. We are just not listening to what's being told, what's being said to us. And that's possible. We can change that. It's so simple. Yeah, I think that that's an important distinction. And I wanted to thank you for making it. But I'm also kind of getting the sense that even if people are hearing that voice or being, you know, feel a little bit called in that direction, there is this fear that frequently comes up and stands, stands in the way of them taking action around that. So I'm curious, how do you work with people to overcome this, this kind of block, you know, this fear? Well, first, I introduce them fear in another way. First of all, that's not a block. I, I invite people to embrace fear because fear is letting you know that something that you want to achieve is important for you. It's this certain level of anxiety that is present whenever you want to achieve something that is um, outside of your comfort zone. So that's totally natural. And if you would like to live a life of your purpose, then embracing fears is one of the things that you will need to do. Some people um, try to arrange their life around the certainty. We all have psychological needs that need to be met before we come to self-realization. And one of them is being certain. But the thing is, with living your life <laughs> based on your purpose, based on your calling, you will have to face a lot of uncertainty and inner doubts and questioning yourself 
But the thing is, keep moving, keep going, one step at a time. And that's usually when I work with their inner self-talk. There's so many judgmental thoughts around our goals, around our, sub, around our purpose, or whatever we want to do. So there we have affirmations. And if you would give me just one more minute to introduce affirmations in a different way. So sometimes people think that with affirmations, which are basically positive statements, that if you repeat them on a daily basis, all of a sudden your life will change. But the thing is, you have thoughts whether or not you are aware of them. So if you invite those positive thoughts that are life-affirming, then you will have in your focus the things that you wanted to achieve in the first place. So fear is something that you hug as your best friend. Acknowledge fear. As long as you ignore it, it's your enemy, and it will be there to stop you. But if you acknowledge, okay, fear is here, I know I'm scared, but I can go through this, that's much, much easier then. Oh, I like the idea of imagining fear as your best friend. That's that's great. <laughs> and in your work, you say that we are responsible for everything that's in our lives today. And by the same token, we have the ability to create what's in our future. And this starts with just what you were saying, your thoughts and, and your intentions. Can you talk a little bit more about that and... You, you just how do you explain that to people? Yes, sure. When people hear the things that this sentence, like we are responsible for what is going on in our lives, usually they think um, that we are creating only from our conscious mind. And when you when we talk about that level, well, no one in the world would want to have tragedies or any negative experiences in their lives. Everyone would just create abundance, health, happiness, love, romance, etc. But the thing is, we are beings that are more complex. So with that being said, I am going back to the question of our soul. And our soul, soul level, is the level of, of the universe, the level where we are all one. And we are just divided, let's say, because we are in different bodies. And our souls let's say again, plan, is here to express and experience certain things. So we are creating on a soul level as well, To even to better explain it. We already decided what we want to experience in this lifetime before we ever even entered this physical world that we are now living in. So in that sense, with our conscious mind, we can choose our response to what our soul level has in plan for us, has in store for us. So if there were any tragedies or things that we label as negative, we can change our reaction to that on a conscious level. And in that sense, yeah, we would have to probably do a lot of work, but I'm not saying that things will just fall from the sky magically. There is always this action that needs to be um, put so that we can I don't really like the term attract, it's just manifest. So who knows how that will happen. So of course we can change, but as long as we are aware of the fact that we are manifesting from different layers of our being, subconscious, 
conscious mind, soul level, physical level, emotional level, psychological level. And you do not need to know all of those things. Whatever happens in your life, there is always a choice how you will react. And that's the best way to prepare yourself to be in a life-affirming state of mind and that your body can respond in the same way. Otherwise, you're just stressing all over. Your body is then experiencing a lot of uh, stress hormones and you're experiencing illness and low energy experiences. So what I'm hearing you say is is that we're coming in with a, um, I guess, a purpose. So you, you would use the example of you're either a leader or a cheerleader and, and, yeah, and, many, and many other things, you know, of course. And, yeah. and like, so say you're a leader, so you're always kind of being called into that role and you can resist it and you can ignore it, but it will keep coming up and keep coming up. And you're talking about the physical and the soul and the emotional and, and all of these other levels. So if mm-hmm. we can learn to align all of these things with our purpose, it sounds to me like that's when you can really take off and that's when the, the magic will start to happen. Is that Does that sound right to you? Does that resonate? Yes, exactly. That's it. And people sometimes wait for the perfect moment when they will feel ready. And usually you already know you're not going to be ready. You will not feel ready ever. Because if you have over analytical mind, there will always be a certain question of what if certain things happen, not according to your plan. And especially about those people who were born to be leaders. Sometimes they're afraid to take the first step because they are looking for other ways, other people, how they achieve certain things. But natural born leaders are there to create a new path in this world. So there are no help around in that sense. They should just follow their inner bliss like everyone else should be doing if they would like to experience much more ease. I'm not saying that if you're aligned to your life purpose, there will be no unpleasant experiences. It's just that you will see them more differently. You will not stay in the negative mindset for too long and you will immediately recognize, what do I want to feel in this moment? That's happiness. Okay, how can I do that? Change your thoughts. Which thought is is a better feeling thought in this moment? then you recognize it, you apply it, and you do what is being asked from you to do in that specific situation. It really sounds pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you, so I, w- I wanted to go back r- way at the beginning when we started talking, you brought up angels and talking with angels. And and this too is something that may be a, a bit of a new concept to some listeners. So you need to talk a little bit more about how you explain angels or how you work with angel energy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. It's also something that was introduced in my life in a very let's say, magical way, just from one bookstore where I wanted to get some books for myself. Then I saw angel cards, not knowing what angels are and how we are being led in this life and guided by angelic energy. So some people would like to know what are angels. And I studied from Doreen Virtue, and she's uh, she's a psychologist as well. And angels are basically light beings that are with us from the moment we were born till we just transit to non-physical level. And they're with us, helping us be in alignment with who we truly are by 
helping us to see, hear, and act upon the ideas that we get from our intuition. And a very, very easy way to work with angels is through angel cards. So I've been to uh, this workshop to become a certified angelic card reader to help people by using angel directions to see what is their, as we said, life purpose, or sometimes even what is the experience that they had in their past life and how is that affecting their current life circumstances. Or sometimes those are just inspiring messages that are reaffirming already what they knew before, but it's just a confirmation for them. And of course, it's uh, it's the same as I mentioned with uh, Reiki healing. It's inviting their beautiful healing energy just by saying a prayer. You do not you do not need to be a certified angel reader to just call upon angels and their healing energy to heal not just your physical body but also relationships or any segment of your life and that's basically how it works so from everything you're saying it sounds like there's a lot going on in this world beyond what we physically see yeah yeah that's true and also when we learn about it as long as you practice what you learn you will reap the benefits the thing is I know so many people that are going from one workshop to the other or buying a lot of books, reading the books, feeling good while they're in the process. But as long as they're not doing anything, immediately they report like I'm feeling down, I'm back to my old patterns and things like that. So what I, I introduce to people as a way of life is just pick up on a daily practice, whatever feels good for you. Sometimes it could be meditation. Sometimes affirming or visualizing segments of your life that are, that are improved. So it's, it's like being on a diet. So this is like a mental diet. You really need, want to be uh, sharp in choosing your thoughts that you're feeling better about. And that that's the way you should go about your life, having the daily practice and rituals that are elevating your energy, bringing you to your higher level, highest level, sorry. <laughs> the highest level yeah and and that's yeah that's i guess what everybody should be or could be striving for if they choose could to be. do so i kind of want to just wrap up here by asking you what you believe to be the secret to happiness <laughs> well that would simply put be following your bliss on a daily basis sometimes even on an hourly basis so we all have certain challenges in our life and that's perfectly fine but as long as you know why you're doing what you're doing you can still be happy even in a challenging moments that's happiness for me whenever i feel down or lost or whatever unpleasant emotion happiness comes from knowing what i want to do and why i want to do it if that contributes to other people that's happiness for me oh i really like that and that even to me translates into your purpose and even the purpose of life in general in some ways yeah yeah we are all here to help each other out in a different ways so just recognize whatever is your passionate calling that's what that's your life purpose well, that's wonderful. Recognize it, follow your bliss, and act on it. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. You've given us a lot of awesome tips and, and little gold nuggets of knowledge today. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for listening to today's show. My guest was Biliana Bedrich. You can find all of her links to her websites and, and social media pages on our website, readysetgrit.com. And please tune in next week at the same time for more inspirational stories and words of wisdom from our guests as we help you to live an extraordinary life. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our ebooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.